This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about love and relationships. And what's the difference between loving someone and being in a loving relationship with them? Okay, David, so let's begin with some definitions. Love and relationships. Well, this is an interesting subject, Alex, because this is a subject I talk about a lot with my clients. And I do think there is a separation here where a lot of my clients don't understand the separation. They see love and loving relationships all piled into one tight ball. And what I want to do is to try and separate them. So what I would say to you is take a moment, and when you're thinking about the word love, what do you mean? What do you mean by that word love? Now, most of my clients will say, when I say to them, define love to me, they'll say things like caring, nurturing, unconditional. And I would say, well, I'd like you to rethink that because for me, love is a description of an emotional feeling. So let me repeat that. Love is a description of an emotional feeling. So you can love your parents, you can love your partner, you can love your children, you can love your pets, you could love chocolate, you could love where you live, you could love your house. What you're doing is you're describing an emotional feeling. Now this is so important in our model because I'm going to go back to a statement I make on every video. Remember, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim of them. So if love is a description of an emotional feeling, then only you can create that emotional feeling. And that's so important, Alex. But David, I think a lot of people would say, I give love to my partner or I give love to my mother and my partner gives love back to me or my mother gives love back to me or my partner doesn't love me enough, my partner doesn't give me enough love back. And it's almost like we're talking about a transactional exchange of love. And that's why the definition is so important. Mm -hmm. You've just hit the nail right on the head there, Alex. So if you love somebody, you can create a feeling of love for them, but you can't give them love. You can demonstrate that you're creating that feeling by the way you look, by the way you interact with them, by the way you care for them, by the way you nurture them, by the way, whatever. And all you're doing is you're giving them, you're showing them that you are creating that feeling of love for them, but you're not giving them Mm -hmm. the love. It's not a commodity that you can give to them, or in fact, that they can give to you. They can demonstrate that they love you, but they can't give you love. And this is so important, this basic teaching. (laughs) I want to pick you up on that again, though, David, because a lot of people would say, 
Well, when my partner is kind and considerate and does nice things for me and is courteous and, you know, gives me gifts or showers me with attention, I feel loved. That makes, that creates that green light, that positive feeling within me because of what they've done. Yes. So you're saying it's slightly different. No, no, I'm saying that's correct. Okay. So what they do... They're showering you with gifts, they're saying you're a princess, yeah. they're saying you're beautiful, and you create a feeling of love. So but I'm still creating you. it, they're not giving it to me. No, they're not, they're not giving it to you like this cup of green yeah. tea. They're not yeah, saying, yeah. Here's, here's a cup of love, yeah. have this. Love is not a kind of a badge that you wear or a tattoo that somebody gives to you yeah. and then you've got it the rest of your life. Love is a description of an emotional feeling. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. Very wonderful emotion. Strong emotion. Millions of songs and poetry. Thousands of films have been made about love. The feeling of love is immense. I hope you've all experienced the feeling of love. It's a wonderful feeling. But you create the feeling. And that's, I guess, where the problem lies because a lot of people, they create love within themselves or that nice positive warm fuzzy feeling if people pay them attention or positive towards them say the right things to them they experience that feeling of love within themselves but as soon as they don't get the positive attention the compassion the people saying the right things to them praising them it's like the love disappears they no longer have that wonderful experience and that's why this teaching is so important because on the example that you just shared what they're doing they're looking for someone else or something else as the reason or the validation that they create the feeling of love so what they're doing is saying i will only create love if this set of circumstances or this person does something then i will create love or I won't create love if because of the way that they're acting or the way they looked at me or the way they responded to me. Therefore, I'm not going to create love. So we're making a choice. We're making All a choice time. to depend on that other person to think well of ourselves and to have those, to create those green light positive feelings of love. But we can also make a choice to create those positive feelings of love without another person we could make that choice alex and it's even more important than what you said because what we're doing is we're giving our power away to other people mm -hmm. we're giving them the power before we create love we're saying i will only create love if you do or act in a certain way if you act in the way that i think a partner a parent a child a colleague at work should act and then I'll create this feeling of love. The same goes if you call it a feeling of validation. The same goes if you call it a feeling of worth. See, all these feelings, that's why this teaching is so vital that I try and say on every session, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. No one can give you a cup of love. No one can give you a cup of value. No one can give you a cup of worth. That's only you yeah. can create that, and you're creating it 
from what you see in front of you and your perception of what's happening around you. And your perception of yourself, of course. Well, that's what we're going to come on to because yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. So let me just clarify this opening statement because a lot of people listening to this will absolutely resist this, okay. I can tell you. <laughs> they will not like this teaching. So if you're in a relationship, you can demonstrate that you love your partner, say. Let's talk about partners. You can demonstrate that you love your partner by the way you talk, act, do whatever you're doing. You're demonstrating that you're creating this feeling of love for him or her. And then she or he should be doing the same. They should be demonstrating to you that they are creating a feeling of love for you. Yeah. And so that is, then you can say that we are in love. We are sharing love. We are both choosing to create that feeling of love for each other. And is this then what constitutes a loving relationship? Well, I would then <laughs> I would then look on something relationships as something slightly separate. Okay. So for me, again, it's about the definition. When I work with my clients, I ask them to look at the word relationship. And for me, the word relationship gives you a clue. It's the ability to relate. Can you relate to a person? Can you have that conversation? Can you communicate? Can you listen? Can you talk? Can you have that closeness of the relationship? Now, what you're looking for in what you said in the opening, a loving relationship, you're looking that you create a feeling of love for the person, mm -hmm. they create a feeling of love for you, yeah. and you can relate. Okay. And you can communicate. So there's three things going on here. Because that's the most important thing. Okay, so there's the two individuals creating love for themselves, creating love for the other person, and then there is the energy of the relationship, those Absolutely. three components. Absolutely. Now, the energy of the relationship, and I've often said that story. When I left university, one of my first jobs was with marriage guidance, it was called then. In the UK, that's now called Relate, which is quite strange, and it, it, it's the basis of this teaching. And I can remember my mentor then said something to me, this is 45 years ago, and I still remember it. She said, when you go into that counseling room, you've got to remember there's three energies. There's the energy of the two people and the energy of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, as much as one person wants the relationship to work, yeah. if the other one doesn't, yeah. the relationship will not work because that's the nature of a relationship. Two people wanting to relate. Now, you may have differences, you may have different views and different perceptions and different ideas and different ways that you should think, bring up your children or run your home or what countries you live in or what careers you do. But you should have the ability to relate and to talk and communicate about those. And, and I guess are we talking about relating on a fundamental level? So whether it be core values or core beliefs that you have a commonality with? I think so. I think that if you create a feeling of love for someone 
and they're creating a feeling of love for you, then coming together in that very closeness, as some of my clients would call something like soulmates or soul partners on a much deeper level, the core values that you're talking about, when you are creating, when two people are creating a feeling of love for each other, then getting down and communicating on that very core level should be much easier. Mm -hmm. Now, there might be differences on what the value of those core values are, but if you love each other, then that communication can happen much more easily. And then you're bringing together the energy of love and the relationship into a oneness. And that is what I would call a loving relationship. And so is it possible to love someone and not be in a relationship with them or not be in a kind of a traditional, you know, as you say, all these songs have been written. And in fact, I think all the songs and the poems and everything are written kind of counter to what you said, David, that it's almost like my love is gone, my love is lost because this other person has left me or gone away or they're not in my life. And it's though all... I guess in popular media throughout throughout the ages it's been like a transactional if if I don't have this then the love's gone if I don't have them then the love's gone so is it possible to kind of separate these two things out and still experience love for a person and not be in that intimate close relationship with them well I would definitely say yes I think if you agree that love is an emotional feeling and then you can be sad, you can be upset that the relationship has ended or the relationship cannot be maintained or you cannot continue with a relationship. But you could still love that person and acknowledge together that we can't find the communication, the levels of relationship between us. So that doesn't mean to say you have to stop loving them. It means that you can't be in a relationship. Or what a lot of my clients have done is reconstruct the relationship yeah. so you can both sit down and work on a different level and find what others would consider not to be a traditional relationship, but a relationship that works for you. And so many of my clients have great difficulty when we're working in couples is they want to seem as though they want to conform to what society believes a relationship should be. And what I'm always saying to them, let's get the first step right Do you two love each other? Do you create a feeling of love? The answer is yes. Now the second one should be much easier. Now let's now construct a relationship that works for you two. It doesn't matter about anybody else. It doesn't matter about your families. It doesn't matter about your next door neighbors. It matters what works for you. And then on that level, you two can come together and construct a really meaningful soulful relationship where you're both connected on all levels because you're in agreement. And I would imagine as well as a kind of romantic partner, this also applies this kind of reflection and possible adjustment or reconstruction of a traditional relationship could apply to a family member. Because I know a lot of people, our supporters and in our Facebook community talk about issues they have with their parents or how their parents treated them when they were younger and that they kind of, it's almost like they have a dilemma. They they want to reject what their parents stand for in terms of their beliefs or how they were treated as when they were younger, but they're kind of inwardly torn because they still love them, 
but they can't have the relationship or there is just an inability to have that traditional, normal, happy, peaceful, conforming relationship that we're presented with on the TV, you know, all happy families. No, I think that's when this teaching really works well, particularly with parents and families, because you can still love your parents, but you didn't mean to say that you have to agree with them or you may not end up being a traditional relationship. Your relationship may be very spasmodic over the phone, occasionally just at Christmas or at weekends or something, but as long as it works for you two, but that shouldn't stop you from creating a feeling of love for your parents, of respect for your parents. I often say to my clients, you can respect a parent, but you don't have to agree with them. So the relationship may not be traditional. And I think this is one of the things I want to get across on this teaching. I want you to think about relationships as more unique, what really works for you, mm. not what is kind of for everyone else and what is traditional and what everybody else sees, but more so what works for you and what works for your partner. And ideally, I mean, I love the idea, David, that we... We shouldn't be taking a a cookie-cutter approach to our relationships. We should savour the fact that it's two individuals coming together, creating something unique and special and a unique energy. And if we can do that kind of carving out of what, what shape and what form our relationship takes with the other person, then that's absolutely wonderful. And I, but I would think for some people... The other person doesn't necessarily want to be part of that discussion. So in the example of, say, a parent whose values you don't agree with or beliefs you don't necessarily agree with or how they act towards you you don't agree with, they may not want to have that discussion with you. But it's important for you to still take self-responsibility and put in place boundaries by virtue of you setting down some ground rules over as to this is the type of relationship and the level of interaction I'm going to have with this person now because I still love them. I still want them in my life in some capacity, but for my own kind of emotional health and well-being, I need to take responsibility for the shape of this relationship. But a lot of clients will have a great difficulty in that, Alex, because that that look of the relationship won't be traditional or, or mm. what society believes. And so they think it's all or nothing. They think that they've got to stop loving their parent. And that causes such an internal disruption within themselves where, where I'm offering you can love your parents and you can find a relationship that works for you and for them. It probably won't look like a traditional relationship and other people and even other members of your family may not agree, but that should not stop you from creating a feeling of love for your mother, father, brother, family. You're just finding the relationship that works best for all of you. And that is why I think if you look at this from two different angles, the love and the relationship, and how can you bring those two together, it becomes very powerful. And I think, you know, actually, David, what you've said is this process we're talking about now, about really thinking deeply about what your relationship should be with this other person, how your love is experienced and shared with this other person and to what extent. That's a very empowering process. 
but actually a lot of pe lots of people as you said may see it as like some sort of personal failure because they've not been able to maintain the kind of glossy relationship with their partner or a family member traditional relationship that they believe that they should be having that other people are having I think that inner child part of our mind may see it as some sort of a kind of negative reflection on ourselves well this is this is why uh, most people will find that relationship bit very difficult mm -hmm. because if they haven't got the love thing right then what's happening is they're looking for love, approval, validation from the other person, whether that's your partner, family member. And so being able to engineer a good relationship is very difficult because it's almost as though you are needy of their love. And that's why that first bit, what is love? What do you believe that love is? And who creates that emotion is so important because when you're really strong on that creating that feeling of love, then the difficulty of constructing a relationship becomes much easier for you to handle. And now you're absolutely right. This starts in childhood. This is nearly always, when I work with my clients, an inner child issue. Because when we're brought up as children, quite rightly, quite correctly, we are codependent. We need our family, our parents to feed us, clothe us, put a roof over our head, look after us, guide us. We need that. And so most of us are brought up in families where parents use love as a carrot and a stick. Mm -hmm. If you kind of do what I like and you please mommy and daddy, then mommy and daddy are pleased we're with you and proud of you and think you're a princess or really you're a good boy or a good girl. And if you don't do what we want as, pa as parents, then we're slightly disappointed with you and disapproving. And so quite quickly, the child develops this wrong idea that love is something like a commodity. It is transactional. It's something that somebody gives me and I have to earn. And I will say a lot of my clients will believe that love is something that has to be earned. Mm, and so if you start off with that wrong foundation, it's so much more difficult to understand and apply this model of loving relationships and the ability to create and craft a relationship with another person that is totally authentic and appropriate to you and the other person and your coming together. Yes, because well, what you're doing then, it's very difficult to be able to craft a really healthy relationship because at the very beginning you're giving all the power to the other person you're saying uh, i want to craft a relationship but really i have to please you i'm worried about what you think i've got to meet these criterias of what a wife or a daughter or a husband or whatever is and so you immediately give the power to them and then it's very difficult for you to craft a meaningful relationship between the two of you where you are both creating a feeling of love for the other person and for yourself, and you both choose you want to be in this relationship. And this is how do we craft a relationship that works for the both of us. And I would also say, David, you're probably giving the power not only to the other person, if you're in that sort of codependency setup, but you're probably also giving the power to other people who you think are judging you yeah. for the sort of relationship 
you have or have not got when it all really starts with you? Well, it's, it's what I call the faceless jury, Alex, and many of my clients will say, well, isn't this a way that wives should act or isn't this what a husband should do or is this, this what a father should do or is this what a mother should do and we should be doing this instead of when I say to them, well, why don't we find out what you two want? And yes, there will be some give and take, there will be some coming together, but there has to be this crafting of a relationship that's balanced and harmonious. And you see why then it becomes very into my way of thinking, a Taoist way of finding Wu Wei, finding the balances in the relationship. It doesn't matter if anybody else disagrees with what you do and how you run your relationship and how you look and what what you eat and what time you go to bed or anything like, like that or how you bring up your children. The main thing is, does it work for you too and are you be able to have that clear communication. And I guess the other point that we haven't made yet, but I guess is vital to this overarching approach to relationships is if we want other people or the other person to respect how we want to the, our relationship to be shaped, obviously, hopefully it's developed through communication, we also need to be able to respect that other person's choices about how they want the relationship to be. Yes, there's a couple of things as we go move off the main subject. And I guess I, I can almost guess there's a lot of people are screaming now and saying, oh, this all sounds a bit up in the sky, David. What happens when my partner won't communicate? And I would say, in my experience, when your partner won't or refuses to communicate and craft the relationship, it's because you've got the first bit wrong. So what normally happens when I'm working with couples is the communication has broken down because one or both partners stop trusting each other and think there's a kind of a hidden agenda going on and they're not honest and they're not truthful and they're not saying what they really mean. And so when you break down that number one issue, the loving, creating a feeling of love, and making sure that they create a feeling of love, then you can't move on to two is crafting the relationship because the trust issue is yeah. broken down. So I would always start with my couples is to say, well, let's get things right. Are you creating a feeling of love for your partner? And is the partner creating a feeling of love for you? If we get over that hurdle... I find the relationship bit much easier. There is there is some kind of coming and going, some yeah. friction, but all you, all you're doing is finding a kind of a balanced a balanced situation that you can work together. So if it's your partner doesn't want to communicate, doesn't want to answer your questions, she or he shuts herself off, blocks down. There's something going on in the first one, yeah. the, the creating the feeling of love. Or indeed, if if there is a lack of trust because of what one partner's done, which means you're having difficulty creating that feeling of love for the other person, then it totally becomes the roadblock to stopping talking about, well, why do we need to put effort into this relationship? Exactly. Because there's no there's no energetic momentum there. Exactly. It's almost, it's drained you, that doubt, that lack of trust. Exactly. Drains you of, of creating that feeling of love within yourself for that other person. Because that goes on to your next subject of what you've just said now. 
And this to me is really important. This idea of love and relationships, creating a feeling of love, you are the creator of your emotions, and can you work as in a relationship? For me, that applies to you yourself yeah. first. <laughs> that would be the starting point, surely. That yeah. has to be the starting yeah. point. And again, in my experience, empirical experience of working with couples, this is where it goes wrong. Because what instead of creating a feeling of love and having a relationship with yourself, a meaningful relationship based on truth and honesty and integrity, what the people, what my clients are doing is looking outside of yeah. themselves for people to give them what yeah. they believe they need, this validation, this worth, this approval, and they become very needy. And so this is what then makes the, de the negotiation of the relationship even more difficult because both of the couples are coming at it yeah. not clearly yeah. and not being honest and not being truthful. And I think really we've kind of come full circle here because that creation of love for ourselves, that self-love, that self-belief, knowing that we can experience and create love without any particular individual and that if we do create love for an individual, that's like the cherry on the cake. Mm -hmm. But it all comes back to this point about we have to understand or our inner child or that part of our mind that we call the inner child has to understand that this emotion of love is created within us. Yes. It's not given to us. Yes, and I think, I think for me when I'm doing this work, this is the hardest teaching because that part of the mind that we call the inner child is still searching outside of themselves externally to receive love, almost like it's going to be a, a present one day. And I often hear my clients saying things like, oh, there's a piece of me missing like a jigsaw. I'm looking for somebody to make me whole. Or I have a hole in the middle of me. I want somebody else mm -hmm. to fill it. And you see that what you're doing there, you're creating a neediness as somebody else has got to fill. And then right away, that, that kind of balance of loving is a star is is not is not in balance, and so it's very difficult to build a really meaningful relationship if you're starting off at the wrong foot. So, as Alex says, you come round as in a circle, and everything that I've spoken about today really starts with you. Can you create that emotion that we call love? Love is the most wonderful emotion, probably the best emotion that fills your heart about you and a lot of my clients will say well that's selfish that's selfish David to do that and I would say trying to manipulate other people to give it to you that's more selfish creating that feeling of love for you hoping that somebody else is creating that feeling and then you can work on the relationship coming at it from two equal positions where you want and choose to be in the relationship together because you see a benefit in crafting a relationship of going through life, bringing up children, building your life, your careers, traveling together, whatever it is, because you enjoy each other's company and you enjoy that togetherness. But to start that, the journey starts with the idea of what is love, getting the love right for yourself, making sure that you then create a love for the other person, they're creating a feeling of love for you, 
And then can you craft the relationship? Brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, we really hope you have enjoyed this teaching. We have so many more teachings for you already uh, on love and relationships. And I will put links in the show notes below to all those teachings so it can deepen your understanding on the Wu Wei Wisdom approach to this subject. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Live Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.